Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being alive this morning. Thank you for being in the house. Thank you for having a place such as this that we can come and share your glory this morning. This morning, we are blessed this morning. We are blessed because of who you are. Amen. And not right now, I want to take the time right now to introduce our pastor, Jerry C. Wright. Amen. Amen. And of course, First Lady. Amen. Amen. And I just ask you to stand and as we receive our pastor this morning. Amen. Let's give him a hand. Praise. Amen. Of course, if you've kept up with the news at all, you know that there's a uh, a lot of violence uh, going on, a lot of shooting incidents and, and things like that. And, uh, and of course, you know, in my mind, I thought, you know, it would be a matter of time with the volume of that uh, going on that you would know that it'll be someone in your life that it touches. And um, I just understand, it was just was told to me that uh, it was a shooting in Flint last evening and uh, and um, it was a relative of Kiana Rita Rita is Kiana's mother and uh, was it your nephew yeah so we just want to uh, keep that family lifted up in, in prayer amen let's bow our heads father we come before you now Lord and uh, just ask you right now to to be with us. Father, we ask that you lift heavy hearts right now. Father. We know that this world is broken and uh, it's filled with broken people. But Father, we just ask you, Lord, to give us comfort during this time. Help us to, help us to uh, cling to you like never before. Help us to stay connected with you. Father, give us a passion, Father, not only for your word, but for you, Lord, in a relationship with you. Lord, I ask right now, Lord, that you uh, will allow the people to hear from you today. Hear your word on today and not mine. Hear a message, Father, that will encourage them to go deeper in their relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you, if you have Bibles, so I should say if you have a Sunday school book, you can turn to uh, the lesson for today. Uh, the text for today actually comes from uh, that, uh, that Sunday school uh, lesson text, which is 1 Samuel chapter 9, beginning with verse 25 through 27. And then it also uh, goes on to cover parts of the 10th chapter of 1 Samuel as well. In particular, uh, today's lesson covers 1 Samuel 10th chapter, verse 6 and through uh, 15. It actually, also, um, it actually also covers verse 1 as well. But I'm just going to begin by reading uh, that uh, ninth chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 9 verse 25 to 27. When they came down from the high place into the city, 
Samuel spoke with Saul on the roof. And they arose early, and at daybreak, Samuel called to Saul on the roof, saying, Get up, that I may send you away. So Saul arose, and both he and Samuel went out into the street. As they were going down to the edge of the city, Samuel said to Saul, say to the servant that he might go ahead of us and pass on, but you remain standing now, that I may proclaim the word of God to you. The 10th chapter, first verse reads, then Samuel took the flask of oil, poured it on his head, kissed him and said, has not the Lord anointed you a ruler over his inheritance? And I also read verse six. Then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily and you shall prophesy with them and be changed into another man. Amen. There is a reason for which you exist. There's a reason for your existence. Your, your life should have intention. It should have intention. Therefore, it would be wise to think that we should be intentional people. We should be people that are intentional because goals cannot be obtained without intention. We should be folks that have goals in life. Just recently, if you looked on social media, there was this craze about goals relationship goals and goals this and goals that, but I'm talking something bigger than that. I'm talking about something bigger than that, a purpose that God has for you. There is a reason for your existence. There's a reason for you being here on this earth. You can find a person wondering what their existence is all about. Matter of fact, there's this old saying that goes, a dime a dozen, a dime a dozen. And if that statement is applied, it means that there's such a surplus of something that it wouldn't cost you much at all to either experience it or buy it or whatever. It wouldn't cost you much of your resources at all, a dime a dozen. You can find people that are asking themselves, what have I done with my life? Or, or what am I doing with my life? You can find those folks a dime a dozen. They're wondering what is going on with my life? What have I done with it? And some would even conclude, I haven't done anything 
with my life. I haven't done a thing with my life. And God will quickly object. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, you have. You've done exactly what you wanted to do. You have done exactly what you wanted to do. There is a reason for which you exist. And this reason, right, this reason that's inside of you, this, this, this purpose, if you will, is inside of you because God has designed us to feel the tug of purpose. He has, he's, he's designed us, he's made us to feel the tug of purpose because he's made us for a purpose. So there's this unsettling inside of you. There's this, this, this peace that you cannot obtain when, when you don't feel because it's tugging. You have a purpose. That's why God has given you this feeling of purpose. And through this segment of scripture today in 1 Samuel, that, that's what uh, this reminded me of, is, is, is purpose. You'll see that, for example, in chapters 9 through 10 of 1 Samuel, it tells us a bit about Saul's life segment about Saul's life. First of all, we understand from chapter 9, verse 2, that Saul was shown up good looking. He was good looking. Chapter 9, verse 2 says, Kish had a son whose name was Saul, a choice and handsome man. And there was not a more handsome person than he among the sons of Israel. This brother was fine. From his shoulders and up, he was taller than any of the people. This brother was tall, depending on what part of the season probably dark <laughs> and handsome, right? Right. <laughs> we, we also observe in chapter nine that he was about his earthly father's business. He was about his earthly father's business. See, his father Kish had some donkeys that ran off and were missing. So Kish told Saul to take a servant with him and go find those donkeys. See, like Saul, many of us have been occupied or preoccupied with either our own business or other folks' business. But what it reminds me of is in Luke, the second chapter, verses 46 through 49, Jesus was missing for about three days before his family found out that they had left him at the temple. And then after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were 
amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? I'm about my father's business. How many of us are about our father's business? Because honestly, that's tied up with our purpose. That is tied up with our purpose. And in order to be about our father's business, well, the first thing that we need as believers to be faithfully, uh, to faithfully fulfill, I would say, our purpose is consecration. It's consecration, and that's what we find in these first few verses of 1 Samuel. We find that he had to consecrate Saul. And the reason why he had to consecrate Saul is because Saul needed a change of direction. He needed a, a change of mind. He needed a change of heart because, see, his purpose would no longer be looking for donkeys but his purpose would be being king, the first king of Israel. See, the title of the Sunday school lesson was Saul anointed king, but the title of the message today is blank anointed blank. You put your name in that first blank and, and Jerry anointed what for what? See, because that anointing, that consecration is the thing that where God sets you apart for a purpose and for a reason. See, anointing wasn't exclusive to the Israelites at all. Most times, most nations had their, their way of anointing someone, either with oil or some other substance. But here, what this anointing of oil represented was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, God giving the Holy Spirit to empower you to fulfill the purpose that he has designed you to do. And that's what he gives you. He empowers you. He gives you the Holy Spirit. That's why you need consecration first. You need to be set apart and empowered because he's not going to send you to a war with a fork, right? He's not gonna send you to a war that's full of tanks and guns and machine guns and all that with a fork. No, he's going to empower you, equip you with what you need to get the job done, to get your purpose fulfilled, amen? That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna consecrate you, consecrate you, anoint you, the Holy Spirit. And it says in these verses that he did just that. Of course, it was symbolized by Samuel anointing Saul, but also Samuel had a message. He said that you're going to be a changed man. You're going to be a changed man when God gets a hold of you. And I tell you today, when God gets a hold of anyone, they will be a changed man 
person. They will be a changed person. And it starts with consecration. Goes on to say in verses 6 through 15, it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily. This is Saul, Samuel talking. And you shall prophesy with them and be changed into another person. See, the verses that are absent, what Samuel had told Saul is that three things are going to happen. Three things are going to happen to you. First, somebody's going to come to you and tell you those donkeys that you were looking for, they were found. They were found. Next, some folks are going to offer you uh, some food, right? They're going to offer you some food. And then next, you're going to see a group of prophets come along and guess what you're going to do? You're going to start prophesying too. And all three of those things occurred. All three of those things occurred. And this goes on in verse 7 saying, It shall be when these signs come to you, do for yourself what the occasion requires, for God is with you. And you shall go down before me to Gilgal. And behold, I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and sacrifice peace offerings. You shall wait seven days until I come to you and show you what you should do. Then it happened when he turned his back to leave Samuel, God changed his heart. And all those signs came about on that day. See, the second thing that's needed for us to faithfully fulfill our purpose is confirmation. 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 See, see, we doubt. <laughs> we are full of like wondering and, and trying to guess what we should do. There might even be someone even here today listening and saying, well, what is my purpose? I don't even know my gift. What is, you know, well, see, all if, if you are in the will of God and if you line yourself in the will of God, those answers will come to you as naturally as you breathe, as naturally as you breathe. But see, we need confirmation. So when God set us apart, we're still doubting and wondering at times and trying to figure things out when God has already worked it out, right? <laughs> That's, but, but God needs, you know, he needs to kind of like massage our faith along the way, right? He needs to massage our faith along the way. And, and it reminds me of Ephesians, the second chapter, verses eight through nine, right? It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, right? Even that faith that you have, God even has to give that to you. To, 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 to fulfill your purpose, right? To fulfill your purpose. He got, he's, he's got to confirm some things within you so that you will stand firm, right? And, and, and that's what this is about. God ain't doubting what he has called you to do. People may doubt what he's called you to do. And you will doubt what he's called you to do. But then he gives you some confirmation along the way to help you out, to help you understand. And these three things God gave to Saul to help him understand what Samuel is telling you 
is the truth. You are going to be the first king. You are the first king. You have been anointed king. And although you are wrestling with this ideal, uh, I don't know why you're wrestling. Because I have given you what you needed through consecration. I've empowered you with what you need to get the job done. And now I'm telling you, I'm with you. I'm confirming that I'm with you. I'm confirming that I'm with you. So not only consecration, but confirmation as well. And that confirmation, as I stated, is for us. It's for us. It's not for folks outside of us. And in fact, sometimes the Lord is so amazing. Sometimes you, you are so gifted in areas that even folks outside of you can see your gift. They can see your gift, and even that can be a confirmation. Even that can be a confirmation. Now, I can recall in my life when I came into the church and, and Mother Manning was sitting there in that very back corner, and then she said, oh, a preacher. And I said, no, <laughs> no. No, sister. <laughs> no, mother. Yeah. And she said, oh, uh, please. Uh, uh. And I can recall my, uh, 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 Deacon Gordon also, and he would see Elder Mac and myself, and he would say, Paul and Timothy. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> see, some of those things, see, and that's what I'm trying to say. You, you, you're preoccupied with your own purpose. And you got your life all mapped out, right? And you know what you need to do when God has a purpose totally different than your game plan. And, and some people are so sophisticated where they will actually go ahead and, and devise this great plan and say, oh, yeah, I know God is going to be in this because I'm, 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 I'm helping people. I, and I'm, 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 I'm encouraging folks and I'm, I'm doing, and, 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 and oh man, and it's just like putting, putting lipstick on a pig, right? Because God, even though it's a good thing and it's a great thing, it's not the thing that God has for you to do. The thing is not wrong. <laughs> it might be the person that is executing it and doing it and preoccupying their time and effort in it is the wrong person because he needs you over here. Amen. Consecration. Confirmation. And then we go down to see something that we all need to do. And that is connection or cleaning. Cleaning. That's the last and what happens here is that from verse 10 on down to 15, it says, when they came to the hill there, behold, a group of prophets met him. And the spirit of God came upon him mightily so that he prophesied among them. It came about when all who knew him previously saw that he prophesied now with the prophets that the people said to one another, what has happened to the son of Kish? It saw also among the prophets. A man there said, now, who
who is their father. Therefore, it became a proverb. Is Saul also among the prophets? When he had finished prophesying, he came to the hot place. Now, Saul's uncle said to him and his servant, where did you go? And he said, to look for the donkeys. When we saw that they could not be found, we went to Samuel. Saul's uncle said, please tell me what Samuel said to you. <laughs> See, and this is that connection and that clinging that we need to, after God has consecrated us and confirmed us, we need to take part of this thing as well. And we need to stay connected. We need to stay clinging to what God says, no matter what people say. No matter what the naysayers say. See, what happened here, if you missed it, is that Saul all of a sudden took part in prophesying, right? Some say he took part of just singing and praise and worship, right? Because they said that these band of prophets had instruments as well. And some say that he was just participating in the praise and worship. And then some folks that saw him said, hold up, hold up. This secular brother up there praising and worshiping. Hold up, I, I know this dude. I, I know this dude. I know he's not up there calling himself praise God, praise God. I know he don't call himself a prophet right now. I know he don't call himself a preacher right now. I know she don't call herself a teacher right now, uh, a sister right now in the church. See, see, that's, that's what this was saying. And that's the spirit behind. Is Saul also among the prophets? He's like, I know this joker ain't up there doing that, is it? Right? This wasn't a compliment. <laughs> this was like a what? Him? I knew him when. <laughs> I know this brother. I know what he's up to. I know what he was doing. I did it with him. I know it's not him. What? What? Not him. And that's what folks will say to you today. Folks will say to you today that, wait a minute, hold up. I, I knew you when. I knew you win. I know. Uh -uh. I know some of those skeletons that were. Now you were. Yeah, you were shaky, brother. You were shaky, right? You were no good. You were this and that and the other. But see, it said that when the spirit came upon Saul, right? He was changed. He was a new man. He had a new mind. He had a new heart, right? Those who are in Christ are new creatures, right? Right? And those old things, <laughs> they're gone, right? Don't, don't judge me by my, uh-uh, uh-uh. I got a different future. <laughs> I got a future that's brighter. And I'm not going to let you just weigh me down with what I did before, right? Because now I'm new and I'm going to walk in my newness, right? I'm going to walk in my newness. And that's why we have to cling to him. That's our part in this. We got to cling to what God has done. He's, con he, he, he's consecrated us, empowered us. He's confirmed us. Now we just got to hold on, hold on 
to what he's doing in our lives, right? We got to hold on to what he's doing in our lives. And, and, and his uncle, Saul's uncle, he had to throw his in. He says, please tell me what Sammy said to you. And, and, and more or less in Saul's silence, he said this, none of your business. <laughs> right? He said, more or less, none of, it was for me. <laughs> it was for me. And some things God has just for you, right? He has just for you. Regardless if people are questioning it or whatever, some of these things he has for you, some of these confirmations are very personal. It's not for you to go out there and just say, blah. <laughs> it's for you to keep it and, he, and, it, and, it, and it hides, you hide it in your heart so that you may not sin against him. Amen. So, so in order to be faithful to our purpose, right, there's a reason for our existence. And for believers, there's a reason that we are kept down here. Amen. In order to be faithful to that purpose, right, we need confirmation. We need, we need consecration, confirmation, and we need to stay connected. We need that connection. Amen. Amen. And that's the word for today. To encourage you all to understand that you need to stand, stand in your, that, that consecration and that empowerment that God has given. Right? And, and, and understand that he's confirmed it. And if, you, if you're feeling like you haven't been confirmed, just, just do what, what what's, uh, Samuel told uh, Saul. In earlier verses, he told, he told him to stop, stand where you're at, because it's something that you need to hear from God. So if you're not hearing him, stop, stand, and listen. Stop, stand, and listen, because he's speaking. He is speaking. God is not silent. He is speaking into your life regularly through his word, through other saints. He is confirming, ever confirming. Amen. And, and for those who don't know the Lord, well, you got to stop at that first one, a consecration. <laughs> See, consecration and his putting his spirit in you. That, that's, that's, that's that seal of his relationship. That's that relationship that he, he wants. That's when you are his and he is yours. That's when you have to commit your life to him. You have to commit your life to him. And, and that's square one. You have got to make a decision as to what you're going to do about Christ. What are you going to do about Christ? The world must ask that question and answer that question. What will you do about Christ? Will you accept him as your Lord and Savior? Or will you reject him? I pray that you will accept him today. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Don't serve your own purposes. Don't serve other man's purposes. You were created for a reason. You exist 
for a reason. And, and part of that reason, the main part of that reason is to serve, glorify, and enjoy God. Amen. Amen. So I pray that you settle that question today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And I will uh, now turn it over to those who are part of the uh, health team to dismiss us. God bless you. Amen.